Education Podcast listeners. This is Kevin Eva, the editor-in-chief of the journal, coming to you today with a conversation that's been in the globe once again, and one of my favorite types of conversations in this context, because I have the opportunity to speak with Georgina Stevens, who is a trainee in the field, just getting to the final stages of her PhD studies. And the paper that we'll be discussing is, I'm told, one of the early projects from that effort. It'll be in the July 2022 issue of Medical Education under the title, A Whole Lot of Uncertainty, a Qualitative Study Exploring Clinical Medical Students' Experiences of Uncertainty Stimuli. Georgina, first of all, welcome. And, and second of all, I guess I didn't really mention location. You're doing your PhD at Monash University. Is that correct? That's correct, Kevin. Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, coming to you from a very cloudy Melbourne morning down here. <laughs> well, and doing quite a bit of teaching, I understand, at the same time. What sorts of teaching activities do you typically take on during your studies? Yeah, so I've just started a relatively new role at Monash, which is a senior lecturer in the Department of Anatomy and Developmental Biology, teaching anatomy to medical students. So that's something I was doing a little bit of prior to starting my PhD. And it's kind of where my interest in medical education research started off. And from there, I segued into doing my PhD full time. And as I'm sort of in the final months of wrapping that up, I've started full time teaching again, whilst finishing off the final stages of the PhD. <laughs> you never have too much to do, can you? <laughs> <laughs> it does seem a little bit like I'm, that. <laughs> I'm sure. So as an anatomist, what got you interested in uncertainty and particularly in the clinical realm? Yeah, so all this research into uncertainty tolerance did sort of originally stem from our experiences that we were having in the anatomy lab. So my supervisor throughout my PhD, Associate Professor Michelle Lazarus, is the head of anatomy education here at Monash. And she started a much broader project into how medical students experience professional identity and form professional identities within the context of anatomy education. And through that longitudinal qualitative study, one of the themes that she identified was how students were experiencing uncertainty and ambiguity within the context of anatomy. I sort of became involved in that project and a paper from that became the start of my PhD. But it seemed like what we were doing as anatomy educators was impacting students' uncertainty tolerance. And there's certainly in the uncertainty tolerance literature a lot out there already about how anatomy is perceived as quite a black and white subject or an exact science. And students were sort of coming away from, we noticed some classes with the idea that everything about anatomy was known and, and knowable if only you read Grey's Anatomy enough times. Whereas the reality that we experience as anatomists is, is actually a lot more to be known. Anatomy is really complex and there's a whole range of anatomical variations. So for us, uncertainty and ambiguity was actually really a big part of our identity as anatomists. But it seemed like there was a different experience that students were getting. And it sounds to me when you say that you were impacting upon the students and their conception of uncertainty or anatomy, that it may have been leading them to expect medicine to be a bit more black and white and objectively defensible as well? Or was it particularly the anatomy tasks that led to those observations? That's sort of what we were becoming worried about. And certainly some of the very early data we collected in the project that preceded the present paper that we're talking about 
things students perceived as very black and white in anatomy, they were then projecting to what they anticipated in clinical practice. So things as sort of stark as if I don't know anatomy, I'm going to cause my patient significant harms type thing. So we sort of started thinking, well, what can we be doing better as anatomy educators to prepare students for the uncertainties of clinical practice where they can, I guess, better appreciate that practicing in the realm of uncertainty is what they will be doing. And it's more so about managing uncertainties and less about clear cut, black and white, defined answers like we might have on multiple choice exams, for example. I want to ask you to give us an example of the sorts of things that you're observing in that realm. Let me do that by way of telling others your research question. So you asked how do medical students in their clinical years experience uncertainty stimuli? What is an uncertainty stimulus in the context that you were trying to explore? Yeah, so an uncertainty stimulus is what is the underlying source or reason for a student to perceive uncertainty. And in the context that we were originally studying in anatomy, there were things that were initially very knowledge-based, so what is known and not known about anatomy. But then that also started, we noticed, extending out into broader aspects related to the socialisation of medical students. So one of the big things we noted initially was uncertainty about simply engaging in donor dissection and what that experience would be like from medical students. So we had this idea about well, what are the range of stimuli that students experience in the anatomy laboratory and a lot of the other sort of papers out there had looked at uncertainty tolerance and some idea about uncertainty stimuli within the context of other preclinical settings, but there really wasn't a lot out there at the time where I began my research looking at, well, what is it that students are uncertain about in clinical settings? What had been a significant focus in the literature was using scales that were intended to measure a student's uncertainty tolerance, and measure their reactions to uncertainty. So how positively or negatively does a student res um, respond to uncertainty? But one of the big questions that we had was, okay, they're responding that way. What is it that a student is actually uncertain about? And therefore, how do we even begin interpreting these scales? And that phrasing, what is it that they're uncertain about, makes me wonder how you elicited the responses from the students to enable your analysis. It sounds like it was a very substantial amount of data that you collected, diary entries and interviews with a large number of people relative to most studies of this type. What did you ask them to enter into their diaries or how did you phrase the particular opening moments of your interviews to get them in the right headspace? Yeah, so the first stage of our data collection were that the students engaged in some reflective diaries. And because of the limitations in what was previously known on the topic, we kept our instructions really purposely broad. So we simply asked that our students reflect on some experiences from their clinical placements in which they felt firstly uncertain and then some other experiences in which they felt certain and simply got them to describe what they were experiencing as uncertain. So the students completed three rounds of diary entries, and then we followed that up with some end-of-semester semi-structured interviews, both individual and group interviews. 
and then essentially repeated that process for semester two, another three diaries and then some follow-up interviews. So in the semi-structured interviews, my questions were based on the preliminary themes that I had identified in students' diaries. So again, starting off very broad, tell me about the sorts of things that you experienced as uncertain and where necessary going back to those diaries and asking students to elaborate on the preliminary themes. And one of the things that I found particularly intriguing about your results was the three categories of uncertainty that you identified, educational uncertainty, professional uncertainty, and clinical uncertainty. Can you define those for our listeners? And what I would love to have you do after that is offer some sense as to whether the experience was similar in all three categories. Is uncertainty uncertainty and they're just in different moments? Or do the three interact in some way as independent aspects of the uncertainty with which students are grappling? Yeah. So educational uncertainty was the dominant theme we identified across the entire study and the different cohorts of students we had involved. And that was uncertainty related to both what students needed to learn and how they were going to go about learning it. So what they needed to learn related to limitations in their medical knowledge and skills, how they were going to go about learning it related very much to how does a student learn within the context of the healthcare setting and the perceived lack of structure perhaps compared to an earlier campus-based learning experience. Professional uncertainty then was uncertainty students had about who they are as medical students and who they are going to be as medical professionals. So that encompassed uncertainties related to professional identity and the student's professional role on clinical placements, as well as sort of broader career uncertainty students had about their future. What were they going to specialise in? What were their chances of entering into that specialty training program? As well as more broadly, those uncertainties, how they might relate to a student's life in general and different life stages in terms of relationships and living arrangements and really broad things like that. Clinical uncertainty then is then getting very much into, I guess, how uncertainty has been more frequently discussed in broader sort of medical literature. Uncertainty about how do we best care for a patient given the base of medical knowledge and what we know about a particular patient. And compared to educational and professional uncertainty, that was actually a much smaller piece of what we identified in our research. In terms of how those three different stimuli of uncertainty might interact That's a really complex question, and I'm not entirely sure at this stage as to how we might go about teasing out specific relationships there because, yeah. Sorry, do you want to finish on it? Yeah, I was going to say there are other pieces of this puzzle that are not yet contained within this paper. So looking at what is uncertainty tolerance more broadly We have the stimuli, so what is causing someone to be uncertain. But then we also talk about moderators. So what are the different factors that might then impact on the perceptions of uncertainty and sort of thinking about how these different stimuli interact? I think we might need to then look a bit more broadly beyond them just as stimuli, but as the bigger picture as to what's moderating student experiences and how are they responding in order to try and understand a little bit more what this means altogether. 
Totally fair. Let me just clarify a little bit about why I was asking to see if, mm. if it helps, but it might actually just yield the same response. You said that clinical uncertainty is the dominant form that's talked about in the literature. And that's certainly consistent with my impressions as well. I was wondering if the desire to gain educational clarity in the educational uncertainty realm, if your know, students struggle with that, might actually reduce their uncertainty tolerance in the clinical realm? Or do you have any sense yet as to whether or not they seem to put these three different types in different categories in their own head? Or is it all part of just a greater feeling of wonder or worry or lack of clarity? Yeah, I think it gets back a little bit to why I named the paper the way I did. Students experience a whole lot of uncertainty and they are contending with uncertainty from all angles. And the impression I received across this broader study was that they only have so much capacity to deal with uncertainty. And one of the kind of implications that I discussed in this paper was, well, perhaps we as educators do need to think a little bit more strategically about how we incorporate teaching and learning about clinical uncertainty in association with all the other uncertainty students are experienced. As students, it's perhaps unsurprising that the dominant stimulus was uncertainty learning about the facts one needs to know as a medical student. So whilst they're dealing with all of that, do we perhaps need to be a little bit more purposeful about teaching about clinical uncertainty, simultaneously perhaps take away some of the uncertainties or reduce some of the uncertainties that are perhaps less germane to the medical student experience. So some of the very non-learning related uncertainties I had students discuss were things, you know, as simple as, you know, how do I navigate my way around a placement? My orientation perhaps could be better. I'm worried about where do I perhaps find a car park, for example, at a very day-to-day level, if we could reduce some of that, clarify some aspects, and then more purposely describe, well, what are the limitations of medical evidence in this particular area? Let's talk about how we might manage a patient in the context of this uncertainty and make that more of a highlight, perhaps, for some of the things that we began wondering about. And certainly, things that we've started even doing in the context of anatomy, purposely highlighting areas where there might be uncertainties and ambiguities. It sounds very much like working memory issues then as some forms of uncertainty are germane to learning, some are extraneous, et cetera. And so again, appreciate that it's early days, but as we wrap up our conversation and turn now to the way forward, do you have any thoughts at this stage about what you would advise others to do to uh, help learners in the inevitable face of uncertainty to become more tolerant of it and more productive with it? Yeah. So I think one of the key things that we've started doing at our institution in the context of anatomy is very early on introducing to students that uncertainty is something that they will face in practice. This is not simply about you being able to learn all the facts to be a competent doctor, uncertainty will still exist. And within our teaching, purposefully introducing that through some clinical cases where we don't just have a single best answer. So instead of moving away from some multi-choice single best answer responses to clinical cases and moving into discussion-based learning and extended matching questions and things like that, there's a very early sort of step to 
introducing concepts of uncertainty tolerance and appropriate ways to manage uncertainty to our students. There's a whole lot of other stuff that we've been thinking about more in terms of the uncertainty tolerance moderator space. And coming out of this study, one of the big things that I'm wanting to look into a little bit more now is reflective learning. So what we found is that we asked students to reflect on uncertainty through the research diaries for us to find out how they're experiencing uncertainty tolerance. But it seems that process actually helped them build uncertainty tolerance. So thinking more about purposely reflecting on uncertainty as a way of building uncertainty tolerance, I think will be a great way forward as well. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to hearing what comes of that. And for now, we'll just congratulate you on this paper, on its contribution to your PhD, and we wish you the best of luck finishing it off in the next couple of months. Anybody who wants to find the paper, I'll just finish with a reminder that the title is A Whole Lot of Uncertainty, a Qualitative Study Exploring Clinical Medical Students' Experiences of Uncertainty Stimuli. The voice you've been listening to other than mine is Georgina Stevens from Monash University. And you'll find the article in the July 2022 issue of Medical Education. Thank you so much, Kevin. Great talking to you.